recording. Good morning. What's up, Amanda? What's up, John? Good morning, guys. Awesome. We're really happy today. We've got John Auden from Bend, Oregon, my state. So um, this is a this is a going to be a great podcast. Thank you for doing this with us, and hope you're hope you're well. It looks like it's raining there, like it is here in Coos Bay. <laughs> Not actually raining. We it's pretty rare. You know, we get a little less less rain than you guys, but uh, it's it's in the forecast, so we could yeah. could get uh, sprinkled on. I may have to go inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think our. Even if we weren't locked down and not being able to ski, I think the ski days are over for the year. So, so yeah, start exactly. thinking about the, the outdoor activities for summer. Well, I'm going to introduce John. Um, he, John is the owner and head trainer at Empowered Strength in Bend, Oregon. I'm going to move this here. He has a degree in exercise science from Central Washington University, has worked over 10 and worked over 10 years in a clinic environment as an exercise physiologist and employee wellness coordinator, as well as a high school strength coach. He retired from his clinical position in 2014 to start Empowered Strength and now teaches full-time in his studio and online with students around the world. In addition to his degree in exercise science, John is a strong first level two kettlebell instructor and body weight instructor, personal trainer and certified strength and conditioning specialist from the National Strength and Conditioning Association, FMS level two instructor and original strength instructor. He's a Highland Games competitor and holds several world records. And last year successfully listed the 734 pound Dinny stones in Scotland with plans to lift even bigger stones in Iceland this year. Uh, Amanda and I lifted some stones in Iceland, but they weren't very big. <laughs> we'll send you the pictures later. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you. Um, John leads and teaches. Yeah. John um, leads and teaches workshops for Strong First, Mason Circular Training, and Scottish Highland Games. He's a great instructor and friend, and I always enjoy when our paths cross here in Oregon. So welcome, Absolutely. John. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Coming on. Well, tell us what actually, are you doing now yeah what's, what's quick, going on one quick thing it's actually pronounced odin oh odin Very sorry. okay yeah all right <laughs> god i mean like god. Cool yeah. Name, so i'll keep it i'll keep it yeah I <laughs> that's a good for sure. <laughs> so tell us what are you doing now um to i mean empowered strength is a is a great gym training facility i think it's it's more than just a gym um, in Ben, but now you got to close down. So what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just watching Netflix all day, just like everybody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, definitely staying busy, you know, or in many ways busier than ever. And it feels, um, I'm definitely able to spin it now after kind of the dust has settled a little bit. To, it feels like I'm opening a new, you know, a new business basically. And I was already doing a fair amount of online coaching, just fortunately, uh, enough of a, a niche within uh, the Highland Games and just some different people that seem to enjoy what I do and just just catch my energy I guess that I've been fortunate enough for a long time to be able to coach people around the world online just kind of out of necessity or just something that just made <clears throat> made sense along the way so it was really been a cool uh, blessing to have already been you know doing it on the front end and I was actually working towards it was a little of course, we want to do things uh, on our own timelines. So life happens when we're busy making other plans is the perfect uh, way to put it in this current environment. But um, yeah, doing a doing a lot online and then uh, like virtual workshops and things that we're working on. I just taught a kettlebell snatch workshop uh, combo with Ross Dexter. If you guys know Ross, he's a great uh, mind in the Strong First community, and he's a, he's a has a doctorate in athletic training. 
so I'd love to collaborate with people. So it's just, it's brought together cool collaborations, brought together, you know, things like just like accelerating more the online world. So um, definitely starting to feel, it's like we, we went ahead five years or something like that in the industry in some sense. And I know it's going to be a lot more to be, to be seen, to be heard. I'm sure you guys have been keeping up and, and it's just, uh, I've, I've never watched or read so much news related stuff. I've never sat in front of a screen. No, you know, I love, I love doing podcasts. I love doing bits like this, but man, like yesterday sitting in front of a screen, um, just even doing, um, you know, coaching and doing interviews, chatting with other instructors, um, doing Peter Wolf's class. I don't know if you guys saw, we, we have a collaboration with uh, the Marshall Movement class and just, you know, just, just makes a lot of sense. So this like six hours almost straight of doing, you know, interacting this way. It's just a different way of frying your, your brain, but um, just adapting to that, adapting to that shift. But it's, it's something I wanted, wanted to have a step in that direction anyways. And I love my physical facility and thank you for the kind Words, I, I agree. It's definitely more than more than a jam. It's much more of just this holistic health and, and community, and and it just I know means more to people than uh, than the sets and reps, of course. And, and it's been great having you over for our tactical strength challenges and um, meeting you up. And um, I don't know where we first met. That's a good trivia question. Uh, I think Amy, we but... all did our level two to at the same oh, yeah, time yeah, yeah, right. in Chicago. Yeah. That was the first time we met, and then. I went to your facility. I think you coached me. You did. You put me through an FMS, oh, helped me out right. with some barbell stuff, and then we went in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, there, there, like twenty, yeah, twenty fifteen era there. Yeah, at the other at the other facility when I was when I was partnered there too. Um, and then the Mace Workshop too. It's always always great to have you have you up uh, for different events and, and find our way back around, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna come out so, something one day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Love it. Uh, you know, there's so many great people. I know, I know you guys all know that it's kind of beating the dead horse, but just the connections or re reconnection, reconnection, reconnecting with, with other instructors, even, you know, somebody locally, like, uh, have you met uh, Tom, you know, Tom and Nicole Bench too? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just really collaborating and basically finding a way to have like virtual gym as long as th you know, things have to have to make sense on all levels too with Tom and Nicole. Like, how do we combine our communities like as much as possible and, and just offer people, especially now more, more, potentially more options. I don't know if we want more options now or more time online. You guys are probably feeling or seeing that too. Like online class attendance now, it's kind of like, it was the cool new thing sort of. And now it was like, whoa, I can't, another Zoom class. And now I have to do my exercise on Zoom. I've been online all day with my kids or other events. So you know, just seeing some different, shifts every every week so it's really interesting especially if you can take the you know thirty thousand foot view and just say wow this is just crazy this is a new new world and new adventures new challenges no doubt too so just uh generally having that attitude i've definitely had my my challenges my energy i feel like i have a you know really really good new high high quality cell phone or, or computer but it's like it has a 25 percent battery now i'm probably up to like 50 percent battery it's just like that thing drains fast i just just have i have it in me and then i'll hit that that wall every day i guess is how i would describe it definitely well and i think people are going to have to make sure that they find ways of getting offline throughout the day yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah more than ever for sure but in nature nature time and i've just never been so grateful or just my just my quiet solitude gym time or whatever or i can just 
just get in the train and just have a little bit longer block of time, just move and, and flow. I'm sure you guys have your version of that too. It's just finding other, other outlets and education too. I always love, you know, I'm always a perpetual student. So learning online and again, you know, connecting with different people, going to other people's workshops, learning what, um, what can and, and um, you know, the direction that things are going with, with things online is just really cool to, uh, um, you know, step into that, I guess is probably the best way to put it. Definitely. Well, speaking of that, Amanda and I were talking this morning, um, you've put a few videos out with the stone lifting um, <laughs> with Kelly, and that's really cool. That's not something that most people see or do. You wanna talk a little bit about that? Sure, got my delivery cup of coffee and my, my new my new puppy. I'm happy to talk about puppies anytime too. That's oh, yeah. the highlight of my life is <laughs> my new puppy. But some of the things pretty cool too. Yeah, we I don't I don't know quite how to articulate it. This is I have a couple articles in the works. I have one that I haven't uh, that I wrote a while ago about the Dini stones. Just kind of like a more of a log, like very informal, like really talking about each part of the lift. You know what I was really going through that whole like the day of leading leading up to the the attempt. Um, but still, I, I think in, it resonates, especially with, <clears throat> with kettlebell instructors or people who, who do, um, whatever you want to call it, it was like, uh, Brooke to Brock, I forget his name, Kubik, uh, dinosaur training was that was originally exposed to this kind of stuff. It's like pre, pre CrossFit. If you guys have heard of him, he's, you know, like eighties and nineties doing these odd lifts, you know, getting outside of the box with bodybuilding. And not, you know, it was Nautilus machines and all this. I can, I can date myself or just, you know, talk about the history of, of the fitness industry for better or worse. And it's really cool to see where this goes. But obviously, this goes way back. It's kind of funny. Like I uh, was doing, like the, I'm just thinking about this the other day. The, the, the thing that we valued most. I remember going to the YMCA back in, in Minnesota, <clears throat> was the Nautilus type of machines. Like in my mind, I thought like the Nautilus machines and the machines, the more complicated, the more fancy that had to be better than the free weights in some sense. <clears throat> I love the, the challenge or the opportunity to go do, you know, the free weight stuff as soon as, as soon as I could, you know, part of my, part of my history and my bio that uh, you saw there too, is just, as soon as I could lift and challenge my body and build my body just as a young, you know, tall, skinny, awkward kid, um, was really cool. But uh, anyways, going back in, in history, it's like learning, going from machines, to barbells and then all this the functional training craze this um <clears throat> i just called it circus training after a while like like standing on swiss balls and things like that the pole pole check and you know some of it's really cool some of it it definitely had its place it's like we all had to go through those those phases back in the early 2000s back in, in that era and then it was you know working up through and, and crossfit had a lot of a lot of good influence that people probably don't even realize now like brought olympic lifting into the forefront and um, you know, other odd, odd sandbag training, even some, you know, Atlas type stones you'll see at the CrossFit Games. So I think there's, there's a lot of good uh, influence with that. I think it just gets, gets spun and becomes the next new, next new wad sometimes, you know, the workout of the day stuff. And, and it's like, oh, well, you could probably spend 12 weeks just learning how to do that lift before you go and do it in a, in a workout, just like we would say in our, in our first principles too. But um, anyways, leading into or leading back through to natural stone lifting, just going, going back to nature, whatever you want to say, and and the sandbag stuff, and um, now it's more atlas stone. So going back into the more you know man-made type of of um, implements, and they're just a little bit different in their own <clears throat> in their own. I don't know what to compare it to with like kettlebells. I guess it's 
in some sense to be like sport sport bells and hard style bells or just using a uh, a snatch to do a power variation or do a snatch to do a uh, whatever uh, kettlebell sport marathon or something like that too it's, just, it's the same same basic tool but it can be used very very differently and the, way, the best way to describe especially natural stone lifting is like a really like a puzzle each when you when you pick, try to pick up this stone and there's all these different you know different conditions especially you you've been driving you know, in, over in Scotland or Iceland you've been probably driving for several hours or at least on the, you know, they're on the wrong side of the road in Scotland, let alone all the other narrow roadways, everything, you just pop out of the car, like, okay, let's go lift this stone that's near, you know, near max weight for most of us mortals, at least, and, and it's all different weather conditions, it can be raining, it can be, you know, you, you never actually put your hands on that stone, you're like, I know I can lift it, and I, a really cool part, I guess, was, was actually going and doing the digging stones and executing it it sounds really maybe cocky or, or whatever, but it, it, it happened exactly like I had envisioned it. Maybe that's you know, just how anything to a point happens, but I, I guess being 40 now, I think in, in having lifted for 25 years and, and been a coach for 20, I guess it's just you finally can hit that point where you can go and execute those things that are really happening in your mind. You can trust that, that that's not, you're not, you're not overreaching. You're not too far out there in, in some sense. You're, you're moving in the right uh right directions and you you know your you know your range day to day where where that is it's not too too far off <laughs> yeah well it's very very impressive it was fun to watch you do that um when good you condition. when huh? sorry you had good conditions when you lifted it say that again in scotland you had good conditions when you were there doing it uh yeah actually the dinny stones were were quite um decent conditions it wasn't you know good, good scottish weather is, is always rain i think but yeah. <laughs> it was a little wet that morning but it wasn't it really didn't affect the the lift and a few of the other ones since i did a whole kind of tour and i had competed in the in the highland games over there the last uh two years i've been fortunate enough to go back over that was another another connection um a friend that I met in this men's mastermind business group. Um, I actually went over there and I, I trained him. He, he kind of punched my ticket to go over there. He wanted me to train him you know, physically in, in person there for uh, more kind of intensive coaching. And that was my my excuse to go back over there last uh, last September. It was really an awesome experience to go, basically go back and, and do another, uh, since there's a whole series of competitions all summer long and, in the Highland Games, um, we'll have sometimes I'll have a stone lifting event or a, a farmer carry. So it's it's like tied in very closely or the history with the, the natural stones and the Scottish Games or anything with the you know strength and, and natural um, uh, implements and stuff. But anyways, there's a few other few other stones. And one it was raining after a competition pretty heavily, heavily, and it's the slickest stone. It's more like an atlas stone, and you don't use any tacky, so it it makes the stone feel almost I would say almost 100 pounds different in weights at least 50 plus pounds depending you know it's, it's a grip thing and depending where you're weakest link I, I guess I'm a, a strong like a front squat zercher squatter so maybe I take that for granted a little bit that I you know once I once you say you can once you can lap it you can lift it once it's been in your lap you can you can pop that stone up and and to see um you know other people take interest in it too and ladies and my my girlfriend Kelly she's all of 105 pounds and she can pick like her percentage of course we find our fun ways of being 
being competitive or being you know, having some camaraderie of, of proportions or whatever and and she's lifting she can she can stand up with a 170 pound stone so pound for pound very very impressive uh what she can she can do and, and just the real pursuit of you know i've always followed <clears throat> coaches like dan john and um, again look back at like the history of these natural implements and and the strength culture physical culture stuff uh and to really i guess authentically do lots of carry like true carry variations it's not just like an afterthought in your training session or carrying whatever for me like 248 kilo bells for a period of time after after training is is not really giving it or you know doing it justice it's like you said oh i learned learned kettlebell swings in an hour i'm really you know proficient i'm ready to teach you how to do kettlebell swings in an hour it's to me it's the same thing it's like no i i might be ready after you know many many um training sessions and and um time getting certified i just i just can't even imagine teaching a a swing now or in definitely a snatch or, or whatever uh, and trying to do that the other day was was kind of funny in a half hour session and and so my coach friends say, hey, you sure packed a lot of information in there. I'm like, well, I'm just try to get people from point A to point B and give them something to think about, I guess, too, if nothing else. We all know that you really can't, especially learning online, all these other barriers. We can't pretend that it's, it's the same as in person, but at least if it exposes people to some different, different principles, different tools, and just leaves, leaves those questions. Like for me, it, it just left me kind of wanting more with, with doing more of those carry variations and and the stone lifting and things like that, just getting enough exposure, seeing something online, seeing something that sparked my interest. I think that's a good, a good thing. As long as you have a, a decent filter and kind of do your due diligence with everything too. Yeah. Well, definitely. Well, John, um, you mentioned to me that you had a, a project um, going on right now with, uh, with the original strength crew is, is that jeff newper i'm not sure who that is anymore but yeah you want to talk about that yeah. a bit? <laughs> jeff has gone his own his own direction now he's come back mm -hmm. around and and did some other projects and did some um work in his um you know spiritual realm too as a you know um i've, I've worked with with jeff um kind of off and on different different capacities for a couple of years and then um tim anderson probably the two most influential guys um, for me in the industry, at least in the modern, you know, my modern industry kind of side of things, besides definitely the you know, strong first overall uh, overarching um, connections I made and everything. Uh, but yeah, I actually was on, was on Tim Anderson's podcast yesterday. I was, it was a really honored to be on, be on my mentor's podcast and, and everything Very too. Cool. And just warmed me up for this, for this with you guys too. So really cool to, to be you know be out there doing some more work that way but yeah we have a we have a program um i i was just it's, it started with doing kind of a challenge my my staff and and i to have different like social media challenges because we get we get burned out we get we run out of ideas to put out on social media and i said i'm just gonna put these <laughs> this series of exercises out and we with uh aaron my staff member who moved to japan i think you met aaron probably in person amy but um, we had come up with this idea called, we call it crash proof to be, um, be marketed, be something that we could, we could bring in and share kind of a linkage between the strength world and the, the, the typical bandite is very active base. They don't tend to have a lot of strength, muscle mass, other, 
I, you know, kind of, I would say neglecting in a nice way, neglecting their, their strength and, and movement quality first. Um, and we know better than that, that that's, that's a recipe for definitely some challenges all the way through disastrous times. So we um, created this, this program and it really didn't take off. It really was not, you know, we had to light attendance for our workshops and put out some content and, and we just kind of needed to go about it a different way. And I just said, I'm going to repackage this. Um, like back in September, I just shot this whole series of videos. And I'm like, let's just see what, what, what happens with this. And, and Tim and, and Danny Almeida, their it's original strengths really enjoyed it and had, we'd connected over the years and, and done some different things too. And just, just made sense to put out this program and, and, um, for Tim and, and Danny to kind of put their their flair on it a little bit too, so it's fun to have some different eyes and make it, you know, make it a little sexy, make it a little cool, um, and it, it just ties in. It would it would be all things that you guys have, have seen and, and done in different ways, and and with Peter's martial movement, we're just we're always talking about ways that things collaborations make sense or or tools. Um, I guess they're just just looked at through a little bit different lens. So it's it's things like, you know, how transitioning basically a get up would be a great example of all these transitional like the rocking rocking patterns it could be like rocking on hands and knees but it could be um different ways of, of going from like rocking back and popping up all this you could definitely say like martial arts or um parkour type of, of movements but it's just a way to dissipate force like if i'm gonna go to my side and fall out of my chair how would i do that a little more gracefully and the worst thing i could probably do is put my wrist out and or hit my head probably more importantly arguably it knocks some sense into me but how do I you know not hit my head how do I control this thing how do I not put my hand out and put my joints at you know odd angles and really intense impacts and then to do it reflexively naturally is is the idea so these different rolling tumbling patterns things that I was horrible at like literally five years ago I, I had enough I was still coming out of having a lot of back pain and just to get down on the ground or started to coach full-time um, away from the clinic, like I affectionately say re retired, just getting down on the ground up and down all day long was just uncomfortable. And I knew there just had to be something more. So I just put myself through this and Aaron was, was really good with uh, working with me and pay, like literally teaching me how to roll with like a barrel roll, tumbling roll. And I was really bad at it. I was really stiff in my in my back. I had a lot of like apprehension getting down, and you know I was doing things, and I still do like snowboarding. And I think the best um, crash-proof thing I've I've done recently is get on uh, my paddleboard with my 75-pound late phase puppy puppy dog and get her out there the first time. And that that to me is crash-proof too. That I didn't fall off, or if I did, I I wasn't gonna damage something or you know, fall off near the shore and have to reach out. I, I just have a new sense of, of my own confidence, my own athleticism and durability. And then it, it secretly fills in the gaps. It's a lot of, a lot of single leg movements, you know, like your, your single leg deadlifts, like your you know, body weight cert stuff. And, and I really enjoy um, body weight. I think that some people probably don't know, know about me is definitely the, the body weight stuff is my, really my favorite stuff in many ways. I love to lift heavy stuff and throw heavy stuff too, but uh, the body weight stuff and really the movement mobility <clears throat> tools and the, and the unique um, principles with things like the mace and Indian clubs. But um, that's, yeah, that's where Crash Proof came out of and, and the direction that, uh, that we're going with that. And just, just getting, basically, I, I finalized the whole project and it's almost like a, a book, I guess you would, it's something 
more like all the hows and whys and the, and the history of, of how we came up with this and then <clears throat> put into our package you have, you have the actual program more of the, the nuts and bolts detail and then all videos to go along with each phase so i really took the time to, to break those down i just i can't just hand anybody i'm sure you guys agree too like here's your program go and do it i know you know i have to assess them ideally with which this doesn't have you know it's more of a self-assessment tool something that has a little bit of a background or our, our typical bendite type of person is that kind of kind of perfect person that has some maybe weight training background some some base of strength or doing some more active outdoor stuff but they they want some linkage so it's it's basically just a nice four-week uh program and lots of detail into the the videos the how-to stuff and it's simple enough more desert island type of stuff so it, it fits naturally and, and thankfully we were already doing this before this lockdown quarantine stuff whatever you want to call this um phase in the world right now but um it just it just fit naturally to to do something a little bit different like that and and to have how that support was really a, a neat uh you know adventure that way too and again i love the collaborations i love people that can, that are better than me being surrounding myself with with that keep me grounded humble and and moving you know moving forward and growing that that iron sharpens iron is is always one of my favorite uh sayings there too so yeah happy to happy to be a part of it and share that's great well when when you have information um about how people can get a hold of that let us know and we'll sure. promote that yeah that's, thank that you yeah really cool. it'll, be, it'll be up on the original strength uh site here in a, at least a couple weeks i'm learning the more you know higher level this is really a, a, a kind of a next level project too to have have people you know, really they're truly editing and, and able to take those videos and do all the cool tech side of things too. I am enjoying it more than ever or, or making myself enjoy some of those editing things and, and pieces, just having higher quality lighting and microphones and, and stuff like that. Cause I want to do things well, or, you know, take that next step. And, um, it's definitely, definitely a goal for sure in the, um, in the coming year or years to do more, I'm thinking like a quarterly project and be, I, I'm trying to call myself or I've been trying to tell myself I'm a writer. You know, I've, I've written, I've been published from Strong First now too. And I just, it did not come naturally at all. So I just, hopefully people can take that from me from somewhat of lifting side of things and, and things like Kylan games. I, it did not come natural to me at all. And, and writing and doing public speaking, going up and, you know, teaching the Mace workshop up there in, in Seattle was a dream come true to go to, Kettleability there with with Andrea and Vic. It's like uh, you know a rock star playing on the main stage or something like that. Too. I, just felt like, All right, I guess I'm ready for this. Let's let's go do this. Um, um, I'm just a shy, quiet kid. So anybody can, if they're determined. The only the only superpower I have, I think, is just pure determination, and just just not going to stand in my own way. When I have enough of this this place where I just just can't help but want to share or basically just learn, and it turns into something if i start to feel like i can you know or somebody asks me to do something or I, I feel like i could do it better in a in a humble just matter of fact way it's like i need to get this out there i need to go go do that and that's where you know, all these projects just seem to keep keep lining up right the, the stars or the moons or whatever something something there just just pulls that energy out there as much as i'm i'm pretty grounded in science and that there's there's something more for sure that's it's just meant meant to happen meant to come out i'm sure that resonates at least at some level with you guys too. Energy attracts energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have tentative plans to do Iceland? 
That is the question. Yeah. I still would love to go. Um, it could, it could fit my schedule in, um, August, depending on how things open back up again. And, and um, you just be mindful of, of travel and, and what's going on in the world. But yeah, August could still be doable. And that's, you know, important to, to consider too, because the weather, I'm just kind of looking at that too, what the weather looks like and seeing some horrible videos, horribly awesome in some sense of, of like literally the Hustafel stone, that's, that's the big one in Iceland, that's kind of a heart shape, um, you know, V type of, of looking stone all of 410 pounds it just does not look like it wants to be lifted well it's it's very awkward and you carry it around this uh, sheet pan that's over 100 feet takes about 20 some seconds you're picking and then you've got about a 20 second walk of however you want to call it misery or pain or um awesomeness kind of all in one but it, it literally seeing it frozen people trying to go over there and lifting it while it's like frozen permafrost over there just sounds that sounds a little rough. I don't mind, um, you know, picking stones up and throwing them or lifting them. I, I lift it all through the, the winter out, you know, a lot of it outside just to challenge myself and, and go through that. So I, I just love sharing the journey and doing, doing something different, going, like I said, back, kind of back in time, go to the more primitive stuff and then realizing there's a lot, there's a lot of technique or we can apply all the same principles and we don't always have to go in order to lift a 410 pound stone. I don't need to be training anywhere near 410 pounds stone it's at most you know 300 pounds it's still still heavy enough but i can do all kinds of you know miserable things like zercher carries or these odd ways of lifting and pulling in and, and other you know stone lifts other the barbell zercher type of, of positions so it's fun to apply through the the strong first lens and and just common sense and, and more research-based uh, evidence-based stuff to, to filter into these primitive things that you know it's essentially at, at that point it is just go pick up this this stone but now we can you know, i guess cheat in some sense in the modern use all these modern tools to go back to the primitive tools so i bet the true purists would say you know the stone lifters or, or if somebody did this 100 years ago or or more that was a different feat for sure because they were not training with with modern implements they just they were farm strong or that, that old man strength or whatever the female you know, equivalent old lady strength, <laughs> that kind of thing is, is really cool. And I, I believe there's absolutely something, something to it. And seeing that in the Highland Games and other capacities too, I think <clears throat> you know, kettlebell lifters could, could have a version of that for sure too, as we know that, that uh, you know, what the heck effect, what the hell effect is, is right along those, those lines too. You just have strength and durability and, and all these odd angled lifts and, body mechanics and again all the, all the maces and clubs uh, just fills in the gaps like like you said it's not just a barbell moving in the sagittal plane up and down and got this you know shiny handles in my in my garage in my gym it's it's getting outside to me it's it's in the weather conditions as much as I could be outside I you know I love to go snowboarding I love to do outdoor activities but half the time I'm thinking about being back in, in the gym lifting or, you know, stone lifting or something like that too. It just shows where my heart really just loves that stuff. Um, I guess more than, more than most in my area, at least it's, it's, it's funny to, to want, you know, crave the gym when I'm out in beautiful place in nature too. So it's where my, where my heart and soul are, I guess. Have you done traditional, or I don't know if it's traditional, but the modern version of um, strongman competition? 
That is a good question. That's that's a top secret question. No, I was just I, <laughs> I, I, I for the first time I asked because um, Tom Benj is a, a for, he's he's coached several natural national strong women strong men uh, competitors. So I actually asked as the first time I asked him about competing. I actually uttered those words. I I had mm-hmm. been talking about it a, a little bit just on the side and my own mind and with, with Kelly a little bit like this Oregon pizza strength was supposed to be happening last I think it's the biggest one on the west coast or at least in the northwest and that's right over here in Prineville um Prineville is about 45 minutes from Ben so it's it's kind of in my backyard uh but no I haven't I haven't thought it was ready willing and able or worthy of of a strong like a true strongman competitor um but now I actually feel like it could be done and I, I probably um, cut down a little bit under 200 pounds is where where my records are for Highland Games too. I I um, compete well under 200 pounds. I like to to sit a little bit heavier than that, and I'm quite a bit heavier than that right now to train for the the Hoos- the Hoos- Stone, the Iceland Stones, and uh, I was going over to the Masters World Championships. So I'm, I just turned 40, so now I can compete in the Masters and the Highland Games and have some different challenges it doesn't really get that much easier to a point you uh definitely very high level uh and, and uh, popular class say, in the howling games too but um so I lost my train of thought where we were going with that one too um, uh strong man where where that might fit on your schedule yeah so potentially next year i, I would like to have have done one yet i think I, I love to compete i also love more than ever just you know, training to train, just quietly having a goal or working on body weight skills and, and the, the deeper, deeper stuff that, again, I don't put out as much of that maybe on social media because it's, it's just like, hey, you really want to see me doing, doing get-ups again? You want to see you know, the 100th day of get-ups? And I know you've completed um, Sinister yourself, uh, Amy, so you know that, that that grind, that challenge too. So just, just challenges like that are, are awesomely sort of boring and, and – um, unique and you really learn you know how much you want it how much how, how gritty that can be and um I, th- I think strongman would, would definitely be that too probably around this time next year i would compete i'll i'll put that out there as a tentative thought and it, it's all about having a healthy body I, i've just seen so many people get injured i was um pushed away from it from a just safety injury side of things and, and tom and i talked about that and, and just a nice matter of fact way to say there's a lot of a lot of risk to this sport too. We really have to have our bodies, you know, well tuned, and especially thinking it's like I lift, like to lift uh, all the variations of stone, and I like to do carries, but I don't want to do them for time. I don't. I, my brain does not want to go do whatever a 800 pound yoke walk or former carries with 600 pounds. It, it wants to do them, but it wants them very methodically very you know slow and smooth or maybe lighter and and for for time or something like that but not um it doesn't want to go fast and heavy and we all know that that it doesn't always end well and that's where where people get injured and are just not ready or the the strongman mentality or the the perception is and i and i will admit i fall into this sometimes too i like to say i'm i'm still 10 percent meathead or so but uh is like hey let's go pick this heavy rock up or let's go let's go lift this it's, it's always like max effort type of stuff so mm-hmm. again i think we know better we have the right tools to apply this right I, I better have the right tools or i won't i won't last long but i think it just comes down to having a really healthy body and 
Um, and which I do, I, I would not have thought even a few years ago, like I said, I was, I was pretty broken down, just learning to roll around literally on the ground again and that, and to do this, this, especially the Husfell is the, is the premier one, like I said, in, in Iceland, but there's uh, a whole like tour of, of stone lifting, especially in Iceland. That's really like the Mecca of, of stone lifting. Um, and they, they're really heavy. They all, they're all buried in, in the, the full circle weight in, in the uh, Icelandic culture, the, the almost like mythology, but it goes back to at least the 1800s of the full, full strong or full strength. And who doesn't want to have full strength, right? Why do you want to have mm -hmm. half strength? Or there's a, there's a, a worthless and a weakling stone in their culture too. <laughs> so it's pretty brutal. And the, and the legend with the Husfell is really cool for, for female empowerment. If you, if you haven't watched um, Stoneland is the, the Iceland version. There's Strongland is the um, more of the Highland games and the Scottish culture. So Stoneland has Annie Thor's daughter you know, who's won the, the CrossFit games um, at least once. And uh, it, the, the legend has it that the, the farmer's daughter was the first one to carry the Husfell. And that's, that's a full circle weight. So it's over, you know, over 400 pounds for, to have lifted. So anything over 340 is the, the legend. However they came up with that, I don't know, but it, it's perfectly awesome. And the, the, do, the farmer's daughter was the first one to have lifted the, and carried it around the pen. It's not just have lifted it. Um, and there are ladies now who have, a couple strong women have lifted it. Um, kind of an odd pick, they'll kind of lever it up. And just to, just to pick that and take a couple little little steps for now is, is pretty, pretty amazing. Probably in 10 years, there will, be, have a, will have been a lady that has carried Husfell stone. And the same thing with the Denny stones to see, um, you know, Jan Todd did, did the Denny stones mm -hmm. back in the 70s. And she's a legendary strength, uh, female strength athlete um, and a promoter and everything. If you don't know who Jan is, she's definitely worth, worth following and does a lot with the Rogue Strongman events and, and that too. So I, I think I've dove pretty deep into the history of, of Strongman and, and the strength world, you know, going backwards in time is, is definitely more interesting uh, right now for me than going forwards or being, being I guess, totally present. But uh, there's, there's several ladies that have lifted the Denny Stones now um, unassisted. I think maybe one or two, I forget. And then with straps so they can use, there's an option to use straps uh, for ladies and get credit where the guys no longer get credit for, you know, that, that's not really recognized to, to lift them with straps is not, uh, it's impressive, but it's not uh, that, uh, I don't know how to put it nicely, not, not as impressive now, but to have the ladies lifting those, it's just like, I guess to me, like breaking the four minute mile or doing any other, they probably, you know, like with Strong First, the first lady to, to do the Iron Maiden, just open the door, right, for, for more ladies to do do it and um there's so much more information out there there's so much more opportunities if you're willing to reach out and get some coaching and do virtual things like you know, again we're, we're thrust into that uh more than ever right now but uh <clears throat> there's so much cool cool things that we can we can do if we set our mind to it and, and use technology to our advantage and we just have to stay disciplined and stay consistent again because that's my my superpower is just just having that discipline and enough of this passion and, and action going to, to decide to you know do something next like I can just set my mind to it and know that it's within my range and then just you know go execute it just like I'm sure what you did with with Sinister or with um, you know for me doing doing the Beast Hammer <clears throat> it, it just took I just had to keep clicking away on those on those goals and just just not give up 
basically it's as cheesy as that might sound to somebody to just chipping away at those things. Amanda was one of the first and got inspired inspired me, but Amanda was one of the first women to bend an iron mine yellow and blue nail. Oh sweet. Nice. Yeah. That's something I haven't got too too into besides some of the um like the iron mine um what's called like the rolling thunder and some of those grip mm -hmm. grip feats are pretty pretty fun too but i'm, I'm yeah. sure i could go be talked into going down some of that road too that's, that's yeah you should be going for the red nail hear more of that. that yeah i've heard i've heard about the red nail for sure for sure yeah. very cool <laughs> that's all like you know once somebody does something then the belief right. is you know it's all the visualization because i mean that's I had practiced and practiced, you know, that technique of bending for a long time. And then Dave Whitley really tuned me into the power of his visualization. And when I started doing that, that's when it happened. You know, when I could yeah, see yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I would like to pursue that. I'd like to hear more about, about that for sure, too. I've left a message you. And I, I know there's more within my mind that I can really tap into it. I just, I do so much more visualization meditation you know again i think getting in, into my more mature maybe why maybe wise years i i am finding i, I need that of course too if i want to push through some things and it's it's not physically taxing obviously right it's it's the opposite of going going within so i don't have to just put more on the bar or more more into try you know try it's not it's the opposite of try harder right just try smarter and, and go tap into all those those other resources instead of well i need to try this try this more i need to need to practice more i need to need more time all those other variables it's a it's an area that's it's i think the hardest uh to to master at least for me my my monkey brain doesn't want to go doesn't want to think that that's the way to go it's like it's got to be hard it's got to be taxing but then to, to really deeply visualize or, or go you know like for me go to go to scotland and put myself in that position of, of being there and what those handles are going to feel like what what the day is going to be like just really walking through it is a, a deep challenging place um and then i'm sure for for you too just going in there like it's just everything just clicked like this is exactly what i thought it would be let's let's go yeah, you know it's, it's such a cool lot. experience and and for me with the with the denny stones and the the stones in scotland and now i think the iceland stone even training for them is just the most, um, you know, emotional experience, the most raw experience. Like I, I feel a kind of overwhelming sense of, of it's like a happiness and, and grit and just everything. It's almost, it's almost like I get teary eyed after a, a really heavy lift. I, I never thought I'd say that like the gym or, you know, I guess it's not the gym in some sense. It's, it's the, the real um, authentic stuff that it, it just has a different, different resonance that you can't, it's like, when you know you know when you've been there you kind of know on a different i i will freely admit when i first bent a yellow nail i cried i mean i just was kind of overcome because i didn't ever yeah. for a while i didn't believe i would be able to do it and amanda convinced me you can do it so i had dave whitley coach coach me and when i really did it it was like and i just i was <laughs> overcome it was awesome though and it just kind of opened weird. the door to keep to keep to keep at it so cool 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 yeah i'm intrigued i'm i'm excited i know yeah I, I love sharing that kind of stuff that's just a real real story this the stone lifting stuff has been more emotional and definitely some other things along the way too just just doing something i'm sure you guys have done that too where you <clears throat> i go and, and i try to do that in the gym or just it's just a 
form of gratitude getting out of myself to to do that you know by uh, like to honor someone else or do that in someone else's honor or just because my parents can't or you know a couple times I've, I've dedicated my performance to to my mom you know, I go go do one of my world record throws and have my mom you know doing something because she can't or because she would would love to do this or love to see me do this or, you know whatever I just go to that that place where I'm uh, getting out of myself and doing it for them in some sense and, and dedicated to a, you know, one of my gym members, one of my friends who's, who's injured or, or something, just getting out there. And you know, we can all do that in, in nature too, just that idea that we're, we're out there, um, you know, bringing positive, sending positive energy out there in the world. I, I definitely feel more than ever there's something, something greater. You know, strength has a greater purpose. I, I know we all can agree too. Absolutely. It does. Really does. When I did the yellow one. I was in Ireland visiting my son. He was going to school over there, and um, had spoken to Dave Whitley. And he said, "When you're driving to Ben's gym, Ben Mattingly in Cork, he's like, I want you to visualize yourself bending it the whole way there." And this was the night before. He's like, just over and over, say it out loud. And that night, I dreamed that I did it, and it was really easy, you know. And um, I got to to Ben, and he we messed around in Cork all day long and then finally went to his gym and he's like, all right, I've got it ready for you. Are you ready to bend the yellow? And I said, yeah, I'm ready. And my son was videoing it on my phone and I bent it and I did the same thing. Like Amy said, I just heard bawling. Like it just was uncontrollable. And he was like, okay, okay. Now pull yourself together in the blue now. And I was like, right now. And he said, yeah, right now. And it bent like a clothes hanger. I was so stunned. (laughs) And my son got a little choked up and he was just like, oh my God, because I've been driving him crazy with it, you know, talking about it and saying the visualization out loud. He was like three hours in the car, like, oh my God. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally can appreciate that. And again, it's hard for other people to understand if, if they haven't been there. Done and you just feel that energy in the room or out there on the field or whatever. It's just, it's just something else, I you know, yeah. there that it's part of that experience and, and that culmination of, of all the effort going, going into that too. And um, I think, it, I think it's something too with some kind of nervous system response of the actual uh, challenge of, of that kind of grind. Like I'm not a grind, I'm more of a fast twitch sprinter, you know, twitchy kind of guy that way too. So for me to grind uh, lifts like that too, or probably for you, you guys too, with, with the, with the nails that grind and tension something something different is getting you know mm-hmm. released and challenged that way too yeah uh, we are physically built for it we both have really long arms which <laughs> helpful <laughs> for sure yeah that's cool i have i have really long arms too so i i've realized that's a, an asset i have a relatively longer torso shorter legs and like I'm made to lift. I feel like finally feel like there's something in the strength world that I have, you know, pretty big hands and grip stuff too. So I, I would love to uh, <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued. Now you got me on an, on another, another cool yeah. thing. And it's like, if I could fit something in, I, I don't do, I don't pack too many things in the same category where, you know, I want to, um, or, or do things that on different ends of the spectrum kind of thing. It's like, not like I'll run a marathon and do, you know, stone lifting at the same time, those, those don't balance each other out very well, but if something fits in the relatively the same, same goal spectrum of something too, or working on, for me, there's no reason not to, you know, be working on a body weight scale. Like, why would I not want to work on, on my handstands or my, 
my single leg work, my uh, front lever type of movements. Like, why would I not want to work on a skill concurrently with a more, um, you know, gritty, heavy grind type of movement too? So mm-hmm. totally makes sense. And we all know that grip with grip, we can never go wrong training our grip, right? Like Pubble says. No. In our cores, we we can always do it. And, and I would say breath work more than ever. I'm a huge fan of breath work and all all that side of of the world. I'm pretty obsessed. If I could probably do the whole podcast just on on how much I've learned, how much I didn't know. And um, part of my background is pulmonary rehab, actually, too. And um, having having parents now, or my my mom suffering from COPD and symptoms there too. It's just like near and dear to me to really get good, get my get my breath work going. But that's another another topic too <laughs> always Definitely. some kind of skill way to improve our health or just i'm sure you guys feel the same way just challenging your your body i like to say it's always one one big controlled science experiment too and there's always especially when it's free and we know there's enough research to it just like things like the wim hof method you know getting out there in cold exposure or, or just you know seeing seeing what can be done getting out and doing rucking um paddle boarding things like that i just want to always continue to challenge my body and I know I know I will I, the last thing I want to be is that guy who is like well back when I was in high school or back when I was back when I was 40 I was really strong like you know the guy that just has the the big belly and just obnoxious talking you know just just uh back yeah. well what you know I did this today you know yeah I did that back then and I, these interesting things and just matter of fact just to want to it not even need to talk about it like if somebody else wants to bring that up just like the humble you know military special forces guys or you know people that that are neurosurgeons or something they're like oh you're you know, just that person you're in the room with you're just like you don't even realize that they're incredibly intelligent or incredibly skilled like i love that kind of attitude that humble humble badass that uh yeah if somebody else brings that up or it comes up in conversation yeah we love to talk about that but it just doesn't doesn't have to be the first thing you know your your all these accomplishments enter the room before you before you do you're just yeah. a normal person like hey just yeah, I just want to I just want to learn about you I, lo- I want to learn about the yellow nail now I want to do the red nail like you know that's, yeah. that's my, my win of the day now I'm gonna go look at that. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna see John certifying red nail here, probably sooner than later. I have a feeling that yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, with a little coaching, you'll. I think you're beast. quite strong. I think you'll get it pretty fast. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I love the different grips. Like we were talking, like I was talking about the. If you guys have tried like the um, Rolling Thunder, and there's mm-hmm. a kettlebell. I was looking up these other. Just I guess board the other day, or my my version of board, and uh, the. There's Thor's challenge, which is like taking a barbell and levering it up that way. And there's one with a kettlebell where you take the horns and you tip the bell back. And there's different ways. I, I, I geek out on some of that stuff too, these different grip challenges. So definitely in that, in that realm of the more grind, uh, unique grip and you know, forearm type of strength. So that's yeah. been a pretty decent one for me too thankfully i can i can grip and crush some decent things like the the captains of crush everybody you know i think has a sense of what those are and i would love to do the the number uh three captain of crush and i i did not i really trained even pretty hard for the level two so um it would take a long time i don't know if that's that's within my my scope to do the level three yeah there's so much out there that's sometimes is the hard thing is just deciding okay what am i going to focus on because yeah. there's so many things that are fun 
to do. Yeah. I love the way grip can be um, can be trained just as another um, you know sit sit there on the on the couch at night or something too. Although I do appreciate that it's not like oh go train your you know grip or do do some movement flow stuff like have some mindful uh, respect for your yourself or whatever don't just go you can't ideally train your grip strength on the couch late at night while you're watching tiger king on netflix or something <laughs> i think i think you should be focused <laughs> in, in yeah. the in the zone in the trench too i'm sure you guys same thing with the the yellow nail i don't think you were just hey, let's go practice this on the you know when, family gatherings or something at, at dinner time you're not just sitting there although you don't need a lot of equipment I think we all that resonates with all of us too just from natural stone lifting to kettlebell lifting or body weight I was so empowered when I really got um, into body weight training and would travel I, I was definitely one of those people for a while where I was obsessed and I'd, I'd be um, you know less of a, of a friendly nice person if I hadn't trained I needed to touch weights like not every day but on vacation I still would we would train three days a week or do something I needed to touch the iron and then realizing probably five, six years ago, like I have my, I have a gym with me all the time. I really can truly train this stuff. I can, I can work on pistols. I can work towards my one arm, you know, one leg push-ups. And that, by the way, was one of the most challenging things um, for me ever, ever training for with my levers and my mm-hmm. grizzled, you know, beat up shoulders and everything. Like, this is this is really challenging. This is very very legit challenge um, for me at least, for sure. Yeah, it it was. I was really happy to turn fifty and be able to. <laughs> Are you really fifty? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thank we're you. old. We're I'm old. Just getting started. <laughs> we're, yeah. Okay, John. Well, we um. We, um, we're getting close to an hour. This has been awesome, but we like to finish with a little 10 round quick question. You don't have to answer them fast, but uh, this is just, this is all just fun. So, uh, what's your favorite color? Red. Usually. Cool. (laughs) Usually I say red. Usually red. Favorite meal? Uh, anything with raw, raw meat, sushi. Sushi or very rare steak, <laughs> anything right. in that realm, yeah. Uh, your last, the last book that you've read? Uh, the War of Arts. Very good. Your favorite, your favorite band or style of music? Oh, man. That's a tough one, right? Oh, very, something, something in the heavy. I listened to Mike Sousa's. So I, I did get to get to hear your hear the questions I think ahead of time, so I get to cheat a little bit. But okay. yeah, something in the metal realm, um, man, that would vary so much. Like bands like Tool. I know Mike mentioned. I loved hearing Mike's summary of all the heavy metal. He just rolled with that. It's such oh, a yeah. response. Like that was that was awesome. It was exciting to to hear that. I actually trained right after that podcast, and I listened to Slayer. So there you go. Yeah, I can totally go with that that route too i can i can listen to something very chill if you listen to my music throughout the the range if you've heard of rob rob bailey and hustle standard and uh eric thomas eric thomas is a motivational speaker i it's a little bit cheesy it's a little bit out there but it's it's great lifting music and it's um it's it's heavy and it's it's got all this positive messages imagine that it's really cool it's really cool stuff i just wrote it down okay the last movie you watched Oh, 
um, I don't know if it's a movie, but a series, uh, Waco. You've heard oh, that yes. one on Netflix now. I just watched really good. it. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's just mesmerizing to imagine how this unfolded in, in just the sides of, of what the, you know, went on with the government. I think everybody's a little, little more aware of, you know, government control and oppression and all these different, different things going on. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, something you procrastinate. Oh, anything in the, in the, I know Mike said that too, just, just the admin tax related stuff where I have to just sit in, uh, sit at my computer for more than 10 minutes now for a couple hours. My, my superpower lately, I'm like, I just sat for three hours straight and did programming. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing in some sense, because I love taking those little movement breaks and everything, but I'm finally like, I haven't even drank water. I've just been down, down in the trenches, pounding away. But knowing that I can do that finally is is awesome. And writing and stuff, I know I need that uh, superpower. Good. Um, your your favorite animal? I bet I know what it is. <laughs> oh, dogs for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hobby or interest that people listening um, may not know about. Oh. Mm. Some, uh, gar like gardening. I, I have a very green thumb. I, I've, um, haven't had a, um, I haven't been a, uh, whatever homeowner for the last five years since moving to Ben, starting my business. I put all my time and energy into, into the gym, but I love, I love, uh, you know, gardening, planting, moving dirt around, that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, your favorite vacation place. Oh, well, I haven't been to Iceland yet, so I can't say that, but uh, Scotland definitely feels the, the highlands there. It's amazing. If you guys haven't been there, definitely put, put the Scottish highlands on your list. It's just epic. I, I think it's the coolest place on earth, for sure. It's not, it's not a beach in, in Mexico or something like that for me. It's, I, I don't mind that occasionally, but it's definitely in a, a much more uh, colder climate, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. I think we agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Definitely. It's like 60 degrees on a nice hot summer day there up in the highlands in, in uh, Scotland. Yeah. Okay, last one. Something people may get wrong about you. Uh, probably in the way, like, that I'm, that I'm really uh, always serious or that I'm, in, like, maybe, I guess, intimidating is their own perception of it, too, so I can't say that they should be intimidated by me, but I'm really, really goofy, playful fun I think in a lot of ways and people get closer to me and my members like uh kind of love and hate the the term gentle giant but I really just have this big big heart that wants to help people and I, I think in when I'm teaching and things too I just take I take my job so seriously I take the fitness industry I want to be that change in the industry to say you know I don't want to be the bro science guy so I think a nice linkage between the clinical realm and the bro science guys like I, I've walked the walk enough and and put my time in from you know education and experience side of things and just be that do that change but i guess i just take it serious enough for something that doesn't come out in in uh in some ways too awesome well i will say just from walking into your your facility last oh it's been about a year and a half when i did the tsc yeah. you know i was a little nervous i didn't i knew you but nobody else <laughs> i walked in and was greeted with open arms the second i walked in i mean you have a a, just an awesome vibe going there and um it was cool i had a great time that day so thank you yeah 
that's the best kind of compliment that kind of that kind of stuff or just just how welcoming how um like one of my one of my friends mentors said is how well how well my members move that's the coolest compliment i could ever ask not how strong they are not how much you know how much the veg press we all know better than that but how well they move was was the coolest compliment ever. so just that and just how friendly and welcoming that's just i, I just couldn't couldn't imagine that and having worked in the more traditional gym settings and that just that's just the worst thing ever so hopefully anybody listening that may be uh, new in the fitness realm be friendly just ask questions go talk to people it's just get out of that get out of the way of those um box gyms those 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 um um flaky culty kind of gyms stay mm. stay away <laughs> yeah awesome well john thank you so much for your time today um i will get this out on youtube today and cool. post it and it usually takes me an, another day to get the audio version out because there's a little bit more there but um, we really enjoyed this so sure, we've got guys. another one today so there's going to be a couple i'll put yours out first but we're we're actually <laughs> going to be talking with somebody else here in just an hour so <laughs> warmed up yeah who, who's yeah. your next guest andrea oh sweet awesome yeah, yeah. Look, look forward to it awesome okay. guys awesome thank, thank you, you so much you take time care to, time to get to thank training so yeah good, good warm up thank you guys all right we'll talk to you Great later to meet you, Amanda.